0: Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And this week, we're talking to Lori Villarreal from House of Running, all about how she's taken her offline business, her marathon training program, and actually built an online community around it to help her members feel more connected to each other and to have them share her content and really be her external sales force inadvertently in order to get out the message about House of Running and get her new clients. It's really cool. So here we are, episode 46, and at the time I'm recording this, This is going to run in late November, and that means we're really approaching the one-year mark of the Wellprinter Online podcast, which I can't believe. It's about this time last year. It was just an idea I had to make this podcast, and I didn't have any idea how I was going to accomplish it or who I'd even be talking to and how would I find enough guests, and here we are almost one year in, and it's just been fantastic. We're at over 3,000 listeners every month, and loads of comments and iTunes reviews and the community's just growing. And I get so many messages saying how this is really inspiring for you and, and giving you ideas to grow your own wellness business. And that just makes me really happy because that's the reason I did it. Cause this is the information I was looking for when I was coming out of my health coach training program. And I'm just really happy to be able to provide that to everyone. So I've been really heads down the past few weeks working on revising my first 1000 fans program and actually moving this to a new type of membership site. So if you run any of your own online programs, you'll probably know what that process is like when you have to create your membership site and then do all the testing and load all the content. And it's quite exciting, actually, thinking about how everyone's going to use it and how to deliver the information in the best way. And the program's going to open up again. Actually, by the time this runs, you might have gotten an email from me about it, but it's called First 1000 Fans, and it's really a topic that I'm super passionate about, which is growing your own email list. Fortunately for me, when I started my business and my blog, I started an email list right away. But when I talk to new health coaches and new wellpreneurs, a lot of people think, oh, maybe I don't need to do that quite yet. Maybe I can wait until I get my website established and figure everything else out before I start growing my email list. And actually, I speak from experience here directly and working with lots of clients. You need to start your email list right away because it's going to take time to grow. And your email list is Absolutely, just the best way to keep in touch with people that are interested in your business because it gives you the power to contact them. You don't need to wait for people to come back to your website. You can proactively contact the people that have raised their hand to sign up to be part of your community and tell them about your latest blog posts, ask them a question, send them a survey, tell them about your latest offerings and programs. You really can't start building your email list early enough. So if you'd like my guidance and best knowledge about how to build your email list and find your first 1,000 fans for your business where you can get 1,000 email subscribers and beyond, just go to the page wellpreneuronline.com slash fans and sign up there for the waitlist. And I'll send you all the details on my program as soon as it's available. I'm just putting the finishing touches on it in the membership area and it's gonna be great. So I'd love to see you there. So let's talk about today's interview with Lori Villarreal from House of Running. House of Running is a running and marathon training program. And why I wanted to have Lori on is because by its nature, marathon training is an in-person business, right? You're actually meeting up as a group in person and running together. But what Lori's done, which is so cool and why it really fits into the whole Wellprinter online world, is that Lori's created a really vibrant online community in the form of a Facebook group around her house of running participants. So the Facebook group has become a place where they can interact with each other and share their successes and ask questions. But also she creates loads of shareable content and the members of this Facebook group are sharing out these photos and these shareable links and everything that Lori and other members are creating. And as they share these within their own social media spheres, they're driving new clients back to join House of Running. So really, it's like viral marketing. It's really brilliant. Not only do the members get a better experience because they're interacting with each other, but they're also sharing and promoting Lori's business. So I really wanted to have Lori on because it's a good combination of a in-person offline business, along with some online marketing. And this is a really hot topic, again, amongst Wellpreneurs, because a lot of you work with clients in person and do in-person coaching or training or workshops and want to know how to leverage online marketing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, if you're really into this topic, there's two other episodes that I've recorded before that have aired that I want to send you back to In episode 14, we talked to health coach Lisa Ryan about how she creates an engaged Facebook group for her cleanse and detox programs. And then in episode nine, we talked to Jen Morris from Urban Detox Club, again, about how she uses online marketing to get clients for her offline business. So those are available at wellprinteronlinecom slash 14 for the episode with Lisa Ryan and wellprinteronlinecom slash nine for the episode with Jen Morris. Now, we've been running almost a year, and although that seems like kind of a long time, that means we're now up to 46 interviews with Wellpreneurs. And I know some of you out there have been listening since the beginning, and you rock. Thank you so much for your support. But many of you have just joined recently as the podcast has been growing. So I really encourage you to go back and listen to some of these episodes because actually the information in all of them is still extremely relevant at this point. It's less than a year since they've been released. And there's just awesome information and awesome interviews. And I hope to highlight more of those as we go forward so you can go back and get value out of them. Now, the last thing I want to mention about Lori and, and the episode today is that Lori's an American and she's currently based and running her business in Amsterdam. But Lori doesn't speak Dutch. And I love this. I think this is so brave and teaches such a great lesson that Lori just said, I want to start a marathon training program. I'm living in Amsterdam. I don't speak the language. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And she started her marathon training program in English. And she's building this hugely successful business. And I <laughs> I love that because for so many of us, we'd say, oh, I'm living in a foreign country. I don't speak the language. I can't do this. I'm going to have to wait till I'm back in America. And that just doesn't stop Lori. And I think that's a great lesson for all of us that we just need to push through and do what our heart is telling us to do and start our business anyway. Don't let things just hold you up and prevent you from doing what you know you need to do. Okay, so without further ado, I know this has been a kind of a long intro this time, but I had a lot to share. So... Let's jump into this interview with Lori Villarreal from House of Running. And as a reminder, you can get all of the links and resources that we talk about in the show notes, which are available at wellpruneronline.com 46. Hi, Lori. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. I've been really excited to have you on uh, the Wellpreneur podcast because I love your story. I I find it really inspiring that you're an American that's living in Amsterdam now, and you've started this amazing running club called House of Running. It's the friendliest running club in Amsterdam.
1: The happiest. Oh, the happiest, right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you've started that and you build this amazing community around it. And I've really watched you throughout your journey and it, it's just fabulous. So everyone should go check out Lori's website too, houseofrunning.com to, to kind of get a feel for her brand and what she's doing. But the reason I wanted to have you on really today is to talk about how you're, you've you taken this business that's really an in-person type of business because you're physically meeting up with your clients, with your customers and running right and training them. But you've done a lot of online marketing to build that community too. And, and um, yeah, I really, thought that would be interesting for everyone to hear and maybe apply to their own businesses too. Sure. That's great. Can you kind of tell us a bit about just about your business in general and, and how you got started? Okay.
1: Well, the business is around training people for running events. So I create training programs that take people from wherever they are, whether that be like at zero, just starting to run or a bit more experienced. And we work our way up towards a running event, like the London Marathon, for example and we all train together for a number of weeks. My biggest program is 22 weeks. So we start together at 22 weeks, and then every week we train together until that goal date, and then we go and run that race together. So mostly we're meeting in person on the weekends, but we keep in touch quite a bit during the week online. Mm. One thing I
0: just wanted to bring up to everybody is that how's your Dutch Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't speak Dutch really at all. (laughs) So I think this is awesome. And everybody out there listening, Lori lives in Amsterdam. She doesn't speak Dutch, which is what everyone speaks in Amsterdam. And she started her business in English and she just did it anyway. I mean, how did you, were you scared doing that? Did you ever have doubts like this is never going to work? Or were you just like, this is what I'm doing? And went yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I didn't really have time to think about it too much because it was more like a necessity. I had to get something going to stay here. But I was pretty scared when I was approaching local businesses, trying to see if they were interested in working with me because I needed a place for us to meet. I needed certain things to happen. And I thought, well, these businesses, you know, I'm going to walk in there and not speak Dutch. And they're going to say, who are you? You know, go away. But they didn't. Everybody was like, yeah, wow, cool. Come on, we'll help you. And I think I got yeses from just about everybody all the way to the Amsterdam marathon saying, yes, they put me on their website. They, even mentioned me in their newsletter. So everybody's been great. And as far as the people in the group, I get a lot of expats, a lot of international people who are happy to join something where we speak English. I also get a lot of Dutch people who feel the same way, who are like, English is not a problem. It's also really nice to meet people from around the world and to practice their English. So it's totally worked out. Cool.
0: I love that because I think so many times we can kind of get in our own way when we're starting our businesses and like we just get all in our head and we're like, oh, I can never do that because and we make up all these reasons to block us. Or if only I had like this certification or if I could speak Dutch, then I could do it. And you just did it anyway. And it's really working. So woohoo, go you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. So let's talk a bit about and this is really what I wanted to get into is this online community that you've built. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I started doing it on Facebook because I've tried this out previously with something similar and it worked so well. I found that people just, they were really getting to know each other on Facebook because when you join this type of program on the first day, everybody comes, they all show up and they're looking at each other funny and nobody wants to talk to each other. And it's kind of all a strange vibe in the beginning because nobody knows each other. And I knew that it was really important if I wanted people to keep coming, that they make friends with other people in the group, that they like the people that are in the group, that they get to know them. So I created this Facebook group. And in the beginning, it's tough getting people to interact in the Facebook group. But with a little bit of work, people they start chatting and sharing, and it's going on all day, every day. I wake up in the morning and I have like a hundred notifications from all the things that people have been talking about in that group. It's very, very active. And not only that, anything that I want them to share with their friends on Facebook, I just post it in that group, and it's so easy for them to just copy, paste, and share it with their friends. And in addition, I also have my Facebook fan page, my business page, and I share stuff in the group there, which they then share. So it really helps keep my name on Facebook alive. People are constantly talking about it and spreading it around. Okay. So you said you've got your Facebook
0: business page for House of Running, and then you created a private Facebook group. And is that only for paying members or can anybody join that? Okay. Yes, it is. Cool. So once they sign up for one of your training programs, they get access to the Facebook group and then they can interact with each other like all the time, not just on training days.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Cool. Can you talk a bit about like how to get started with that? Because you you kind of mentioned that when you started it out, you know, it's really hard to get people to interact on Facebook. And I think we've all had that experience where you join Facebook groups and it's just like silence and people just occasionally promoting themselves, right? And it's not a community. So how did
1: you do that? How did you turn it into such an engaged community? First of all, I in person, I've constantly encouraged them to join the group and to post things. I wanted to know what they were doing during the week. I was asking questions about their runs. Sometimes we'd post little subjects that were around running and would ask people for their opinions, or we would just post news and people would give feedback. And then Whenever anybody new joined the group, I would introduce them with a little introduction. And then a couple people would come in and say, hey, glad you joined us. And and then little by little, first it was a lot of me, but people got to know each other and they got comfortable sharing. And then everybody does it. All it takes is just having one or two people share a picture of their run they did that weekend. And then other people start doing it too. So it's just encouraging a few people to do it. And then everybody gets in on it. Mm-hmm. How much work is that managing that group? Well, in the beginning, it was a lot of work, but now it pretty much manages itself. In fact, it, it helps me more because I tell everybody if they have any kind of training questions, post it in the group. Don't send me an email, just post it there because somebody will answer it. It doesn't have to be me and I don't have to be monitoring it all the time. There are, I mean, the group is just taking care of itself because there have been people who have been training with me for two years now. So they know the drill and they're always sharing and answering. And that's just kind of the community it is. We help each other out. So nobody's really expecting me so much to be there all the time. They're just there for each other.
0: Oh, I love that. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so although there's all that work of setting it up, really everyone's helping each other, which takes the pressure totally off you, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Do you have like an assistant or somebody that helps you to moderate it?
1: Well, I have a few other people who are helping me a few other coaches and they're part of that group as well. So they're not really moderators so much. They're just part of our group and they have a lot of knowledge. So they're helping to motivate and they're helping to share and they're helping to answer questions. But I'm pretty much the only moderator. I find that I don't really need, at this point anyways, I have close to a hundred people in, that, in this one Facebook group and I haven't really needed to do any kind of moderation. Oh, awesome.
0: Yeah. And I guess people aren't, It depends on the group, like, because I tend to be part, like a lot of listeners, probably a part of a lot of like entrepreneur groups and everyone wants to promote themselves all the time, which is a huge problem, but maybe within like a running group, that's not as much of an issue.
1: No, it's not. I mean, from the beginning, I pretty much told people this group is to share about your, to ask questions, to share your running experience. I mean, this group is about running and everything running. And I think people know that. So no one's really there promoting their businesses or promoting anything funny.
0: So if somebody out there listening is thinking, oh, this is really cool because I could start a group and really get like a community going for my business. Do you have any advice or, or things you've learned through going through this process to kind of, you know,
1: save people time or help them be more effective setting up their group? Well, setting setting up the group is very easy. I One thing I did that I like is that you can choose the type of settings your group has, the privacy settings. It can be completely hidden or it can be private, but people can still see who's in the group. And I've chose to leave it like that because a lot of people I've noticed find out about the group. Sometimes runners in the group will tag the group and then somebody will go to it. And in my about, I tell a little bit about what it is. It's a members only group for the people who are training for such and such event. And if you'd like to join, go to my website. And I find that because I have such a large group, people find that and they say, oh, look at all these people in this group. And oh, I know that person. And then it leads them to my website. So I found that that was helpful. I also find that it's helpful for me to just remind people every weekend when I see them in person to post this or that or check in on the Facebook group. And it just really keeps bringing people back to the Facebook group. And I've even had people join Facebook just because they want to be part of this Facebook group. No, totally. So I'm I'm not a runner. And when I see Lori's <laughs>
0: stuff, it actually makes me think running could be fun, which is like amazing because running for me is not ever fun. But you're so good at promoting it and everyone looks like they're having such a great time. And something came up in my, I think it was Instagram, I saw it, where you were like holding a medal from running a marathon and you were like, oh, at the last minute, I decided to run a marathon this weekend. Like,
1: <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> for
0: my story. And I just thought, <laughs> my husband and I were like, Oh, my gosh, she's totally crazy. I can't believe you just ran a marathon at the last minute. But so go you again. But I think what I wanted you to talk about is you said that that's really gone. I mean, not viral, but almost like gone
1: gotten super popular. So can you kind of, you know, share that story? Yeah, sure. I wrote a little story about why I did that. Because I've been in a bit of a training slump. And I know I'm not the only person this happens to. This happens to everybody where you're you're feeling really motivated and energized and things are going well and your training is going well. And then something happens, life happens and you get out of your routine and it's hard to get back into it. And for me, I was at that place because my father was sick. So I decided when I had the opportunity, like it just came up a week before the Berlin marathon, somebody contacted me and said, Hey, I have a place. Are you interested? And I thought, man, I've been wanting to run that race forever. And they have a lottery system and it's so hard to get a place in that race. And a week before somebody tells me they have it and I'm not trained for it at all. I haven't even been running for two months. I've been in total slump, but I decided to just go for it and see what my body was made of. And if anything, you know, I don't finish. I could at least give it a try. And I thought that also it would be good to show the people that I train That you can be in this kind of slump and it's very easy to get back. Sometimes you just need to like go for something big, which is what I did. I just decided to go for it, knowing that I would be perfectly okay. If I didn't finish, I would be fine. But I actually believed that there was a chance that I could. So I tried and I did. I finished. In the end, I finished and I was pretty surprised, but yeah, very happy that I did it actually.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And so what happened then? So you you Instagrammed it and then like wrote a story about it and then it
1: st- everyone started sharing? Everyone started sharing because they seemed to really like the story and the lessons. I also shared the lessons that I learned from doing that. And I posted it, like I said, in my Facebook group. I also posted it on my Facebook page. And usually I post articles and I post other things that I write about tips for doing this and tips for doing that and sometimes people share it, that people were sharing this everywhere, like sharing it on their personal pages. On my website, they were also leaving Facebook comments. People that I haven't even talked to in years were leaving Facebook comments. I was getting comments and messages everywhere about it. That's awesome.
0: I think what's nice about that is it's just something that you went through, but you made it really relatable for everybody else Mm -hmm. because maybe it's not everyone hits slumps for different reasons. Maybe they don't want to run a marathon, but the point is that, That's an experience that your audience can relate to. And by sharing that and making it tangible, then they start to share it out too. And that's like free advertising and building your community and driving traffic back to your site just by sharing, being honest and sharing your experience. Yeah.
1: I mean, I wasn't even going for that when I wrote it, but it's worked that way. It's incredible. Cool. So what about like other social media platforms? Cuz I noticed I get stuff
0: from you on Instagram, but do you really do things on other platforms or is it really just focused around Facebook and the other ones are just a
1: little bit? Well, I use Hootsuite, which pushes a lot of things to Twitter and Google Plus and LinkedIn and Facebook. And then Instagram pushes things to Twitter and Facebook, and I mostly use Facebook myself. So I'm using it all but I'm most active on Facebook and less active on Instagram and even less active on Twitter, but I use them all. Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm curious, as an entrepreneur that's doing lots of different things, I know you run this business and you're also a personal trainer, you know, it can be hard to find time to do everything, (laughs) right? And sometimes like online marketing, like doing your email list and your newsletter and Facebook and blogging, you've got a blog too. It can just feel like a lot of extra work, that is on top of everything else you have to do. So how do you kind of balance the time that you spend on everything to make sure you're being productive?
1: Well, I have somebody who helps me with social media. I have someone who sets that up in advance two weeks at a time and she does that through Hootsuite. So that's very helpful. In addition, I set aside maybe an hour a few times a month and I do that as well. I go to Hootsuite and you can schedule things a week or two weeks in advance that you want to go out, articles, pictures, things like that. And then I also try at any event that I go to or any training session, I try to Instagram it and then automatically send that to Facebook and Twitter. So that's been quite helpful that there are platforms that you can use or that Twitter is connected to the other one. So I just do one thing and it sends it to everything else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's been the most helpful for me. I mean, other than that, I don't think I spend that much time on it.
0: So, Lori, one thing I really like to ask all the guests is um, because we all love books and inspiration. Do you have any favorite, you know, entrepreneurial or inspiring business books that are your favorites that you could share?
1: Well, one of my favorite books, I think, is "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." It's not really um, a business book, but I think it's a very, very good read and I would highly recommend it to anybody. Has that already been recommended on the show?
0: No, I don't think so. I know you recommended that book to me. And I think that it it totally makes sense (laughs) that you're recommending it based on what we talked about. Like, you know, oh my gosh, I don't speak Dutch. Well, I'm just going to do it anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It's a great great read. It's Susan Jeffers. Feel the fear and do it anyway.
0: Cool. Well, thanks so much, Lori, for joining us on the show. So where can people find you if they'd like to get in touch or join your program or just, just talk to you more about how you run your business?
1: Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and uh, you can find me at L-A-U-R-I-E-V-I-L-L, Loriville. or you can find me at House of Running on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus, you name it. I'm under House of Running. Awesome.
0: And we'll put links to all those in the show notes too. So thanks so much, Lori. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode where I interviewed Lori Villarreal from House of Running. As always, you can get all of the links and resources that we talked about in the show notes. Which are available at slash forty six. And don't forget, I'm just about to relaunch my first one thousand fans email list building program, where you'll learn to build your email list to a thousand subscribers and beyond. And if you're interested in building your email list and you'd like my guidance on that, jump over to wellprurneronline.com/slash find your fans and sign up for more information there. So I'm wishing you tons of luck in your wellness business this week and hope you have lots of great progress and lots of good things happening to you. And I will catch you back here next week with the next episode.